out anything good no welcome to this very special episode of dead bot after dark 2000s movies post-mortem with nick pareka he shows up from let's do it he's been. he's let's uh, go so we, we decided to uh we decided, decided to get a professional uh, a movie biz pro uh, i don't know about that but i'm here and uh, to 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 break down our picks and and see where we went right and wrong and yes. mostly wrong. I love it. So, uh, all right. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, let's not waste any time. Yeah. But before uh, we get into the uh, analysis, uh, hey Eric. Hey Jake. Did you know something? Did you know? I don't know. Did what? You know did you know that this episode of Dad Bod History is brought to you by Transworld Business Advisors? No way. It is. Let me tell you about it. If you own your own business, then you know the challenges of dealing with employees, customers, social media, government regulations, and the rest of it. With the pandemic coming to an end, there are, um, and now you're messing with my copy as I'm trying to read it. That's not distracting at all. Come on, man. There are Come on. Hundred, there are hundreds you're of buyers. You're messing with Transworld. Coming to the marketplace looking for existing businesses to buy. If, Nick owns a business. Oh, no, right? your, if you're ready to cash out, you need to I'm call Transworld so Business Advisors today. I think the problem is, is anyone else ready? <laughs> they have to a cash you out? <laughs> to cash me out. <laughs> they have a database loaded with interested buyers and have over 40 years of experience in the industry. They will guide you through setting a price for your business. They have a database with sales data from tens of thousands of sold businesses, and they know the market price for your listing. Transworld Business Advisors will find qualified buyers with their extensive reach and market-leading advertising. Transworld will ensure that the closing process goes as it should. When you leave the closing table, you will get paid and will be free of liability and responsibility, which is the only thing I've ever wanted. I, I amen. I agree. I, I want to form a business just so I can sell it and be free of it. Free, 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 free of, of the responsibility. All of liability and responsibility. Yeah. Uh, you guys are getting good at buyer, this. Are really we good at this? Yeah. It's like, thank you. There's this, there's this site called voice one, two, three hires voiceover artists. <gasps> Eric, get out. That could be Let, us. Let's sell dad bod history. I know somebody <laughs> that can help us with that. So we can go do voiceovers. Well, hopefully you can find a buyer because if you are a buyer, Transworld can help you as well from evaluating a business to helping with funding. They are there for you all the way to your first day as the owner of your own business. I don't think, I don't think people would need a lot of help with funding to buy dad bought history yet, but give us yes. time yeah. and, it, and it's going to be big to the moon, to the, to moon. the moon call yeah. today and set up a discreet and discreet. confident Confidential cons uh, consultation with a local representative. You can reach Jeff Peterson at 903-422-6818. Or you can go to www.tworld.com. Again, that is www.tworld.com. All right. There you go. Yield it yet again. Yeah. When we remember to do it, 
We do a really good job. It's awesome. We have forgotten a couple times and corporates <laughs> come down on us, but so hard. That's okay. All right. Um, so let's get into this. What we're going to do is I think we're just going to kind of go over our picks and. Uh, yeah. So the previous episode. Rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. Go ahead. On our previous episode, <clears throat> you know, we did our night, uh, 2000s movie draft. We had uh, Randy Downing, Jeff Peterson, Cameron Lehman, Jack Peterson with us. <clears throat> and we did our usual draft. Again, two two actions, two comedies, a drama, a teen movie, an animated, uh, and a wild, wild card. card, right? So we did the picks. We had what came out to be a lot of picks. What is that? 48 picks. So Nick started taking a look at these. And what do you think, Nick? 300 to start for 2000s well, movies. I'm just getting. I'm just getting into it right now. I'm kind of looking over this the spreadsheet. Yeah. Start uh, top left and, and go across and down, and that's the order the movies were picked in. All right. So, I mean, 300. I, no thanks. It's, <laughs> I, I'm not in. I'm not in on Zack Snyder um, at all. I'm just not. I, you know, I remember seeing the Superman trailer when he made the first Superman movie, and I was kind of into it. It had. It felt like it was going to be a great action movie, but had um, like some emotion and storytelling to it, you know, some soul to it. And then I just, I was really disappointed. It didn't have any of that. Um, I, I, I didn't like 300. I don't think it's a terrible movie, but as a first pick, um, no, too much. You know, I uh, think Gladiator, that- on the other hand, is an amazing movie in the same genre, right? Um, yeah. So that was picked second. Yeah. yeah, and and Cameron caught some flack for taking 300 as the number one overall pick uh, because then Jeff went Gladiator and yeah. then Randy followed right up with The Dark Knight. As so, like, their. these are superior picks. Like, Gladiator and The Dark Knight, awesome and, movies. And, and I'll say I did watch The Departed since we filmed that episode, and that's a fantastic yeah. pick, Jake. It, it still wouldn't have been, like, my top pick for this decade, but... That that was just Here's, a wild movie. So, so the, really I picked The Departed as my top drama. And I did that because Gladiator and Dark Knight were like my top two action picks. I'm like, well, I already lost my top two action picks. I don't want to lose my drama. And maybe nobody else is going to pick The Departed. But I just, right. I didn't, I couldn't think of a better drama right. from that decade. So I think... Like the departed is great. Um, but go, going back to Gladiator, though, the interesting thing to me is like 300 is just over the top. But it, it comes from this era where everybody's obsessed with special effects and CG, and so they're just using it to use it because they can. But the story is not that great. It doesn't have a lot of like soul or emotion to it. I didn't think. Um, it has been a while since I've seen 300. Gladiator is the opposite thing, though, right? Gladiator is like still uses tons of special effects, but it uses it to enhance the story. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. Dark Knight, Nolan does not like special effects. He tries to do everything practically as much as possible. He also loves shooting on film. So shell shot on like 70 millimeter film. He's flipping trucks and stuff in that movie. That, that's not CG. He's actually flipping those trucks. So, so I just not watched focused. Yeah. Tenet recently, like last yeah, night. Yeah. And kind of similar. He just yeah. crashed an actual 747 into a building. Like, yeah. You know, it, that was for him more practical than 
It was actually it was cheaper. CGI. Yeah, and cheaper. They, Is that they, really what was, he did, though? Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, it was on the ground. Well, you've seen right, it. Right. He, but yeah, he destroyed yeah. the 747, and he said it was cheaper to buy and destroy an actual plane than to pay for the CGI. <laughs> These CGI houses need to reevaluate their pricing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I I love that he does things that way. I think everything looks more real. I mean, he'll still do stuff like he'll still use special effects. You know, I'm sure he's like replacing the sky in certain places or doing set extensions and stuff like that. But he's not gonna those big action pieces he's doing it as much practically as he can but the departed is interesting because it's a really really interesting movie um good movie great performances um there's a story you know the scene in the movie where jack nicholson is uh uh he shoots the he like executes a woman i think and then she falls i think they're on the beach yeah Yeah. it's been a while since i've seen it and he's like oh she fell funny and then there's a whole like thing back and forth. Yeah, that's yeah. that was all improvised by him. <laughs> he was just supposed to shoot her and fall down. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was a nice little uh, anecdote. But um, I don't think it's Scorsese's best movie, but it's the movie that he ends up winning an Oscar for for mm-hmm. best director. Right? You know what I was? Uh, yeah, I was thinking after, and I preferred Departed to this movie, mm-hmm. but Gangs of New York was in this decade, wasn't it? When I did that so. And I'm a little surprised after thinking about it that Gangs of New York didn't get picked. I was right. not a fan. Wildly of that popular. Film. What? I was not a fan of that film. I was. I mean, I, I like it fine. But you got. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't even think of his name, but he played the Bill the Butcher. Daniel right. Day Lewis, uh, one of the greatest actors of all. Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, and. He was in peak performance as he always is. Anyway, yeah. I, I was just a little surprised that movie didn't get picked in this in this draft. That's a good um, point. But even if you take just Scorsese in general, like Goodfellas is way better. But mm-hmm. he didn't win an Oscar for that for Best Director. He won it for this. I'm pretty sure. I have to look that up. But uh, all right, keep it going then. So V for Vendetta. This was a super thought provoking film when I saw it in college. I remember seeing it with my buddy Siobhan, Siobhan. in the theater. Oh, he needs to get on this podcast. Uh, yeah, he would be amazing on this podcast, <sighs> actually, especially on the movie drafts. Um, and Hook us up. I remember just like talking about it for hours afterward. Like it's just, it was super interesting. Um, I think 9 11 was a lot closer then, right? It had just happened like. Five years well, earlier, yeah. And there yeah. was this parallel between the thought process behind acts of terrorism and all this. So uh, super thought provoking. I just haven't seen it in fifteen years. So I'd be really curious to to see how it holds up. My now. my favorite part of that movie wasn't V, and it wasn't was it Natalie Portman? Portman. She was the yeah. female. Yeah, right? yeah, she was the lead in that. She, the, they, my favorite part of the movie was Stephen Fry's character oh, as like the late night host. I thought fantastic. he drove that story so well um, in his kind of passive resistance to the to the authority. Mm. Um, I, I, anyway, I have to see it again because I don't even remember that character very well. I just more remember like the themes of it. But yeah, it was like the Jay Leno of the movie, right? Like he okay. would do the 
generally PC jabs at the government. And then he started to get a little more real as the movie went Right. Right. Interesting. So I'd like to see that again. And then The Return of the King, unpopular opinion time. I don't like the Lord of the Rings movies. Not into them. And it's coming from a guy who read a ton of fantasy novels uh, all throughout junior high and high school and college. Tons. You know, uh, Wheel of Time series. You guys are fans of that one. Um, Game of Thrones books before it was a show. All the Ari Salvatore stuff when I was younger. and So I'm all into the genre, but I just have never really been able to get behind uh, fantasy films. I just did you feel that way when they came out in the theaters? Yeah, I I remember I stood in line to see the first Lord of the Rings, and I was so excited. I might have seen it with you. I'm not sure. I saw it in Tempe. Anyway, and then I remember walking out of it and just trying to convince myself that I liked it because I wanted to like it so much, and I just thought it was okay. And then I thought the second one was not good. And then the third one, The Return of the King, which is what was on this list, it was, I, I fell asleep in the theater. I just, I really did. And I, I don't know, I'm just not into it, not interested. I'm not sure why it doesn't translate for me. I, I think, and I think I disagree with you. I thought the Lord of the Rings movies were fantastic, but I do think fantasy and a lot of science fiction especially now in the age we live in belongs on the small screen. Mm. Um, Say what you will about game of Thrones, but if they had tried to do movies with that, it just wouldn't have worked because they did a long form TV show, even though the ending wasn't that great, but it worked and it got everybody in America invested in this high fantasy story. And I think, I think Amazon prime is trying to do the same with, um, Wheel of Time, right, Eric? Yeah, they have Wheel of Time. They also have Lord of the Rings, the new series they're they're making there. Um, Netflix yeah. has picked up a bunch of young adult books that are mm-hmm. fantasy, uh, Bone and Shadow, which is I, I found interesting watching the shows. But again, yeah, these stories are usually epic enough that you need to do long form, small screen stuff for it to work because you're yeah. not going to pack it into two hours. The thing that I liked about Game of Thrones, and I never finished the series, it's just so much content, but um, I might still finish it. But the thing I liked about it is that it was able to capture all the kind of gritty violence um, that is often present in these fantasy series, but that, you know, for one reason or another, probably just like size of audience, these, these studios and production companies don't choose to always go that far. Right? I'd say- It's usually not an R-rated situation. Watch, watch and through season six and then, then don't finish seven and eight because they're terrible. Really? Yeah, they're bad. Really? Yeah, it's it's like the showrunners kind of were like, eh. Well, at that point, they had run out of actual <laughs> written content to work with. Oh, oh, then that becomes a problem because George R. R. Martin's like the way he wrote, wrote characters. Yeah, I guess he's so, still writing. So they had <laughs> the outlines of a story from him. For yeah. how it should end, but they didn't have the dialogue or what was actually happening. Yeah. So they had to write it themselves. And it became yeah. clear that they were just making it up as they went along. So, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I uh, yeah, not a fan, but it's unpopular. Let's get opinion. into uh, round two then. 
All right. So now that's a snake draft, Nick. So that goes down to in Bruges. Oh, got it. Um, so Jack had two picks in a row then. Yep. Yep. Nice. Wasted them both. Um, I am hesitant to say this. I never saw that movie. And until I just looked at this sheet, I'd never even heard of it. Which is All right. Well, so, that tells us something about the pick. But that, I, it feels like, I don't know, what is, is it a foreign film? Yeah. Uh, who's it's in Colin it? Farrell, uh, Ray Winston. Oh, Colin Farrell. Yeah. And so there, he's like a hit man. And then I vaguely remember watching it a few years ago. Mm. Um, feel, but yeah, it's like more a failure of a, as a film buff. That's okay. <laughs> so. uh, the Prestige, uh, I, I saw it. I don't remember it, but I remember thinking it was decent. Um, also a Nolan film. Yeah, and, and when I picked it, I forgot that it was. But yeah, yeah. it is a Nolan film. And it's... I think three lead Nolan films made it on this draft. Nolan's is amazing. I, I don't, uh, I, I didn't really like Tenet. I think he took his whole um, shtick the Nolan like heady movie shtick. I think he took it too far in that one, but my wife liked it. Yeah. Um, the two towers, but yeah, not in on the, <laughs> we already know your opinion on that I'm one. Sorry, so we can move on. Passion of the Christ. I loved it. It made me super emotional at the end. Um, you know, obviously like, I think Mel Gibson is actually, it's unfortunate what's happened to him you know, or what he did to himself in recent mm-hmm. years, because he's like one of the most talented directors ever, in my opinion. If you just, his, his craft, like in, what was the movie based in South America? Apocalypto. Yeah. It doesn't get enough credit. Amazing, like amazing directing. Um, also an amazing actor. So, I mean, he did a wonderful job with the passion. Um, I think it's a great pick. One that I wouldn't have thought of, right? Because it's not, even though it was mainstream, it's not considered mainstream, I think. A lot of ways mm-hmm. when people think about like greatest movies, you know, such as the plight of the Christians in the modern world, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so Anchorman, awesome. Will Ferrell's amazing. You know, it's interesting. These next five movies, four of them are Knights, Will Ferrell. Step Brothers. <laughs> oh, Old school, hidden gem. Thank you I for skipping Avatar, comedies. by the way. Yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> Old school, hidden gem in in this decade. I owned it on DVD. Um, just hilarious movie. Uh, so, yeah. between the four, Anchorman, then it goes to Talladega Nights, Step Brother, we'll skip Avatar for a second, and then Old School. All have Will Ferrell in them. Yeah. Which one of those four was your favorite Will Ferrell movie? Although in old school he wasn't the lead. I was gonna say hey, old school is more of an ensemble cast. Yeah. Um, favorite Will Ferrell movie. I think probably if we're if we're not counting because old school is my personal favorite out of those four. I just have a soft spot for it. Um, but 
I liked Step Brother. If we're not considering that a Will Ferrell lead, I liked Step Brothers the best. But I think Anchorman is his most iconic role. Like yeah. if you think of Will Ferrell as a comedian and as like a, a lead in comedies, I think people think of Anchorman. Okay. In, in society, what do you guys think? I have not yeah, seen oh, Step I mean, Brothers me, all the way through, and I don't I was, think I've seen those school. But <clears throat> oh man, you're missing out. They're on my list. Um, of those four, my favorite is Talladega Nights. I wanted that one. Cameron took it. Um, and Cameron took, so he took Talladega Nights and he took Step Brothers. So he, he knocked his comedy out with those two picks right away. Nice. Um, I, I think Talladega Nights is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Um, and it's one of those few movies where I can watch it over and over again and it still cracks me up. Um, I have watched Anchorman since it originally came out and it just it was still funny but it wasn't yeah. as funny to me yeah um avatar so uh, jeff picked this okay as an as his animated film and when he picked it it took us all by surprise because well it's all animated isn't it and so we looked it up and we're like yeah i guess technically it's almost all cgi so right right um I, but yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I, I think there's other animated picks that you'll see later that are yeah. better than Avatar. But he picked it because it was the behemoth movie of the decade, of I guess of all time, until so, Endgame came out. Yeah. So Avatar, I believe, was directed by um, James Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Who, throughout his career, has pushed visual effects the next place right i mean terminator 2 is a perfect example right when terminator 2 came out people thought it was the most mind-blowing visual effects experience they'd ever seen and the same thing happened when avatar came out and the difference is i think terminator 2's story was super interesting you know it was it was cool it was a cool concept really interesting it had this like iconic star at the time in arnold schwarzenegger right it it just captured everyone's fascination and the effects were amazing. And I, I think Avatar, it's more like the effects were amazing. Mm-hmm. And everything else was kind of like, eh. but they were amazing enough as an experience in a theater where I remember leaving the theater and being like, wow, that was, that was a visual experience. But, you know, the story and, and everything else was kind of like, so, so. Uh, okay, I know we have a lot of movies to still get through. So I never saw Mean Girls. I know it's like a Lindsay Lohan thing. Um, and that's all I know about it. <laughs> that's fine. Moving on, but, Super Troopers. All right. Super Troopers? I never saw Super Troopers. What? Which, what? I'm pretty I sure know, we saw it together. Which, we didn't? Really? I don't know. I feel like, well, but Jake said that twice during the last podcast about seeing movies with me. So <laughs> Yeah, and I thought I saw Lord of the Rings with you. So, I, I mean, I'm very familiar with it as like a, cultural phenomenon in some ways um but I, I never saw it so sorry i can't speak to it um i feel like i want to ask your guys opinion is my instinct but you guys already kind of did that in the other podcast so i don't know i think super troopers so if if talladega nights was my number one comedy that cameron took super troopers was my second favorite comedy and okay. then eric took it so um those that movie is way high. And that's another one I could watch it today and still be in stitches. 
Um, okay. Even though I've seen it dozens of times. Um, I saw Superbad like just a few years ago. Um, and I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. I, it was awkward and weird and the relationship that they're suggesting between the two main characters, just to have that be a suggestion at the time was kind of, um, you know, considering the time that the movie came out, it, it um, I thought it was interestingly handled and um, I wouldn't say like, I loved it, but it, it was different, right? I finished the film and I was like, wow, they really tried something there that had never really been tried before and they let it be awkward and whatever it needed to be. So. I thought that was an interesting movie. Uh, Inglorious Bastards. I never saw it. Sorry, Eric. I you, took me a while movie? to actually get to see it too. I was excited Eric's about like it, but then super everybody... tired right now. By the way, uh, it's just the lighting. Eric does. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's just the lighting. He didn't have time for makeup and yeah. It was um, a movie that I was it... super excited about when I makeup. saw that it was coming out, and then uh, I never went to go see it. And then a few years later, I'm like, oh, I should watch this, and I did. That's happened with dozens yeah. of movies since having kids. Hundreds of movies, probably. And you liked it? It was good. Over the top. Very Tarantino-ish, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, great director. There's, the there's cast a, was great. a lot of great directors sprinkled in here. Yeah. Great, great cast, too. Um, Tropic Thunder. Hilarious. Awesome. Amazing performances with, like, another great cast. Um, also shot primarily in Hawaii. Uh, the Hangover, hilarious. Um, I, I love uh, Zach Galifianakis, just in general. I think he's oh funny. man, yeah, he was a revelation in that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was so between good. two t- two friends later, I still love that. Show. Yeah, I think that's great. And the movie would not be half as good if it wasn't for Zach Galifianakis. Like right. everything about him was. Perfect for that role. Right. Um, Elf, strange classic it's become, right? Yeah. Like it's become like a classic Christmas film. Um, it was kind of a staple within within a few years. I mean, within three or four years, it was a staple at Christmas time. Yeah. Because it just nails that that season. And Will Ferrell again. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, Jake, but like he is incredible in this decade, like mm-hmm. super prolific as an actor. I mean, as a comedic actor, there's some like comedic slash serious movies he's done too, maybe around the same time period um, that were pretty interesting too. Stranger than fiction. Stranger than fiction. Movie. That's the one that I was thinking of. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. But like all comedians can usually do dramatic roles pretty well. So doesn't surprise me. Uh, Snatch, another Brad Pitt film. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I don't remember it very well, but I remember enjoying it. Is that the one where he has like the crazy accent? The pikey accent. Yeah, he's the pikey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember who turned me on to that film. It was either Nick or someone in college. It was like, you gotta watch this movie. And uh, it was such a fun movie. He's amazing in that movie. Somehow, maybe like an underrated actor, just because he was so good looking as well. Did he ever really get yeah. like his acting props? Yeah, I mean, I think before Snatch came out, I mean, what was he in? Thelma and Louise, 
He's at Fight Club. Uh, Fight oh, Club. Yeah. Amazing. Um, yeah, but then Snatch was was something else because you didn't realize how funny he was um, yeah. in that movie. And uh, you know, before then he was a pretty boy. And you know, Fight Club was was a weird, was like a different type of movie, but Snatch was it's Guy Ritchie. Everything he does is kind of wild. Right. So. Right. Um, up. One of the most amazing beginnings to the film. Which is what Cameron see. said when he yeah. picked that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's just the montage in the beginning of the film is like, what other cartoon do you watch? And you get like 10 minutes into the movie and you're crying. Yeah. Like it just doesn't happen. So I, it's incredible. I think what happens for me is once they, I think maybe like around the midpoint of the movie, they land in... Um, uh, wherever he's going to look for the the, the hunter or tracker yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And once they land there, it kind of like just becomes any other animated action film for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I didn't really enjoy it as much after the midpoint. Crash came out when I was in film school and it was like hotly debated in film school because it was getting all these accolades, but there were all these snobby film students who just thought it was like an eye roll and lame and <laughs> Um, yeah just kind of over the top what were you guys thoughts on that one i remember seeing crash um when it came out and I, well after the theater running we rented it and it was i don't know it was a, i mean it was good but it was are disturbing. you a film student no i'm not it's just not my type of movie but i yeah. appreciated the story it told yeah, like, sure. I have a pretty simple palette. Like I like action movies. I like funny movies. Right. And that's pretty much my range. And so Crash obviously tested that range. But it was a good story. It's just like I was watching. I'm like, I'm not comfortable watching this because it was not a comfortable story. It's true. And, and I guess that's probably to its credit. It also walks this kind of dangerous line cinematically of being like, is the message too overt? You know, like I think the best movies and stories for that matter are like, if you're going to have a message or a moral, it should be embedded in a story that's super engrossing by itself. Right. And yeah, I just remember crash as it was like, eh, it feels like a little, I feel like it was aiming at to, yeah. the snobby film students. Like here's something that you can enjoy. And, and some of them about. liked it. And yeah. here's something that that's like really trying to be subtle, but is very overt. It's just like he was right. trying to be poignant to everybody. Another film this reminds me of is Babel. Trying to be poignant, trying, yeah. And it worked for Babel. Oh, Babel, I never saw that. Yeah, it's that's a Brad Pitt Brad Pitt film. film right? uh, yeah. It's kind of that same thing, right? You've got like intertwining stories that are all being told separately and then they all kind of converge at the end. And, and then you're at the end you're like, Oh, okay. I see. I see the point you're trying to make, right? But you're trying really hard to be poignant and just tell us. And that works for some people. And then yeah. for some people, it's like, eh. yeah, interesting movie because it got. I think. It, I think it won Best Picture. It did. Yeah. Uh, Friday Night Lights. I actually did this in the reverse order. I I watched the series first, the television series. 
And I really, really liked it. Like, I remember thinking like, when I have kids and they're old enough, I actually would, I wish they were alive in this era so we could watch this series together because I felt like it did something super rare for modern TV and film, which is it dealt with moral issues and it, it made those issues real to life, but it also dealt with them from this perspective of like, Hey, the goal is for us all to be good people and us all to be moral. And us all, and I just think that's super rare now when you watch content. And um, I just remember really loving that. Then I watched the movie and I didn't really like it. I don't even remember it very well. So interesting. Jeff lives in Texas, right? Yeah. Friday Night Lights. Uh, cars. Well, he referees football in Texas too. So there you go. He's all about it. Makes sense then. Um, cars. Sure. It's a good animated movie. It, it, it never really stood out to me. Like, I never saw it and I didn't see Cars 2 and I didn't see Cars 3 and I didn't see Planes. My first venture into that world was Planes, Fire and Rescue. Mm. And as soon as Do that... Do you like to see the fourth sequel and then go back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I, and we kind of worked, way worked back backwards. <laughs> um, but I remember we, we started watching it shortly after we moved to California and it, it, it opens up with the, the music and it says uh, the, the the initial screen is like, this is to the heroes or whatever. And then it goes into this whole fire and rescue thing. And, and it was just like, that was a really cool story. I had no idea who Dusty Crop Hopper was. It was, um, oh, who does his voice? Dane Cook. Dane Cook. And uh, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know the story, but this story caught me. So then we had to go back and I watched all the other ones. I'm like, Planes, Fire and Rescue is still my favorite. So. <laughs> That's funny. So go figure. I have a theory uh, and in the world or the shared universe of cars is that at one point humans all existed. And then around the 1900s, like 18 to 1900s, when the industrial revolution took hold, all the humans were replaced by aliens and then put, into cars and planes and trucks and all that stuff. Cause everything, it, it, none of it makes sense. Why would, why would there be a world war two Jeep? You know, like if there was no world war two, if, if there was like no human conflicts, no, world war two airplane who fought in the war yeah. or yeah. No, I, I, the I war. Yeah. So wow. like, yeah. Anyway, you went way deep on cars. <laughs> well, I'm impressed. I've watched it a lot because of my kids. Like, We've done some serious road trips and his kids start watching it for the fifth when you hear it for the the fifth time in a road. (laughs) Starts connecting dots on the board. Yeah, I'm like uh, yeah, Charlie in It's Always Sunny. (laughs) Um anyway, moving on. Uh next pick is Incredibles. Yeah, uh again, I like the movie. I probably liked it better than Cars, but again, it doesn't stand out to me. I think I think what I like about animated movies is like um, when there is like a really good story that also has like meaning behind it. And um, uh, those movies are more just good stories. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like they're both great movies. I like The Incredibles a little bit more. But like Zootopia, I thought that that was like a next level animated film where it's like the story's great, the characters are great, and there's all this like meaning behind it as well. Um, Emperor's New Groove, I never saw it. 
I never saw it. It's, it's a good, good movie. Good stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, Ratatouille. I like that movie. Um, probably. So like then, in your, theory, in your based on what you're saying, then I think Ratatouille is a very sweet story. Yeah. Um, and so, would in your mind, would you probably put it higher than Incredibles and Cars because of that? Yeah, I was gonna say I like personally. I, I can't make the argument that it's a better movie than those two movies, but I, I personally just enjoy it. I think there's yeah. there's feeling behind it, and it's a good story. Okay. Um, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Did I see that movie? Who's in that movie? Robert Downey Jr. Oh, right. Val Kilmer, right? Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. That is that is maybe the largest outlier of anything on this board so far that I've seen because I feel like I remember the movie poster and I just never would have thought like, Hey, that's a good movie, but I've never seen it. So, uh, spy game. Is that another Brad Pitt flick? It is Robert Redford. Yeah. I don't, I either didn't see it or don't remember it. Well, uh, pirates. Awesome. Um, just a fun movie and i really like um shining down yes very nightly I, I, I so much love, i love Johnny Depp <laughs> that i can't remember his name <laughs> happens um, to all of us we're deep we're deep on this list uh okay i i love it you have any specific thoughts about pirates jake i you know i i think for me i i was telling him when we picked it is i remember watching this and it was in the summer of like my junior year of college between sophomore and junior or junior and senior. I don't remember, but I do remember it was that summer up in green Bay and we'd watch it at the drive-in theater um, in Sturgeon Bay. And I watched it probably six times that summer. You know, if we had time, it was a weekend or let's go to the drive-in and watch pirates. And, and it was just awesome. And Johnny Depp was so fun. Like everything about what he did with that character was just really fun. And uh, Jeffrey Rush's Barbosa was awesome. And then Kira Knightley and Orlando Bloom were good in their own right. But I mean, Johnny Depp and Jeffrey Rush just carried that movie and it was incredible. So I think Johnny Depp's role in that movie is an example of the, one of the things where you just take actors for granted a lot of time and you see the movie and you're like, oh yeah, that's the way that role was always supposed to be played. Mm-hmm. But it's just not like from what I understand, Disney almost fired him because they were like, this is That's so what I mentioned is, is they didn't want him to be yeah. that wild. And he's like, well, then I'm not going to do it if you don't want me to do it the way I want. And right. like, like, okay. And it paid off because eight movies and $70 billion later, they're raking it in still. Like it's, yeah, it's just a great movie. Yeah. Little Johnny Depp. Um, Napoleon Dynamite. I remember seeing it and just being like, uh, I'm just not as into it as everybody else is. I don't know. Like, it just, it wasn't as, how, how old is Randy? I think he's a few years older than me. So we think he's okay. in his early forties. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it spoke to a generation. I was going to say that it was just before us, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Like, I, I tend to agree. I liked it and I think I appreciated it more now, but my, I had friends in college and back at home that thought it was the funniest movie they'd ever seen. Right. And, right. I, and I'm like, I liked it, but I'm like, 
I just didn't get it, get what they were seeing. Yeah. I think I was, I think my, my memory of it is my brain is like, I was dating this girl in college and she was like obsessed with it. And I was like, eh. Yeah. Whatever. That, like I said, uh, Zombieland summer before I started teaching. Right. So 2004. And it was just everything the boys could talk about. Yeah. I just, and it was 2005 that I first saw it. I think. Yeah. Um, Zombieland. I freaking love this movie. I think it's an example of like a, I mean this in the best way, like a stupid action movie that ends up being like way better than it should be just because Mm -hmm. it was written well and acted well and directed well. It's just a fun movie. I don't know if it was an article or an interview or something I saw about that movie after it came out. And they said they filmed the big climax at the carnival scene yeah, where they go all guns blazing first. That was the first thing they filmed. And they Mm. said that put them, the rest of the cast for the rest of the movie in kind of this like vibe where they're like, yeah, we're in through, we're like, we're in this movie together. And then they did the other scenes. And I think they said if they hadn't done the last scene first, it wouldn't have flowed as well as it did because it kind of forced this camaraderie. Right. I didn't know that. That's cool. But yeah, I, I really think that's a, a really fun, good, good movie. It's one of those movies that like, if it comes on TV, I'll probably go watch it. Like no matter mm-hmm. where it is in the movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Born Ultimatum. Is this the last one? I think it is. The yeah, I think it's last. the fourth one. Yeah. I'm not sure if I saw that one. But I saw the Bournes, and I like the Bournes. I think, I think they're fun. I think they fall into a category. It's not technically like a revenge film, but it's kind of a revenge film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a revenge plus mystery, and um, yeah, that's like I'm all in on revenge flicks, like uh, <laughs> the Equalizer. Yeah, um, there's Taken on here. That's basically a revenge flick. I watched that for like, the first time the other night brilliant i'm just i'm all in on that emotion like <laughs> like something bad happens to a good person there's somebody well, who's gonna like surprise Brave everybody Heart. braveheart's yeah. basically a revenge flick oh that's interesting yeah and it has the same themes that i like about it which is no the bad guys don't ever take the main character seriously at first yeah. so there's always like two to three scenes where the bad guys are just laughing at the main character and then yeah. he like shows them and that's my favorite part of it. You made a mistake. Yeah. You made a mistake. You know, I mean, it's typically like in an alley and it's like, they don't know who the, these thugs don't know who this guy is. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> I love those scenes. What were you going to say, Eric? It's kind of the whole Scottish identity, right? Revenge. Yeah. It works. It's true. Nothing Powerful like painting movie. an entire culture with a broad brush, right? Mm-hmm. It's never failed us. Good job, Eric. All right. Uh, Remember the Titans. Um, Yeah, good film, family film. I think I've watched this with my kids. Denzel Washington never really disappoints. You know? I didn't realize. He's always good. His son is John David Washington. From the time? Tenet. That's his son. son? Yes. Yes. He was in Ballers as well, and he's fantastic in Ballers. 
which is with uh, Dwayne Johnson and I was an HBO show. It was a really good show. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I didn't know that. I, I, I like him as an actor and I had no idea he was Denzel's son. Parents, Denzel. Yeah, there you go. Makes sense. Um, Iron Man, great movie. Um, John Favreau. Uh, great director. Incredible director. Um, pretty much with this movie. Chef should have been on here. Yeah, I, that's I'm part of the chef, but I don't know. <laughs> so with this movie, he he reinvented the superhero genre. Yeah, and like the the tone of the way that superhero movies we've done, and now everybody copies the Marvel model, right? Like if you if you watch Star Wars movies now, or even um, Star Trek movies, where there's always this like we take ourselves seriously but not too seriously. So there's going to be like jokes in major action moments and tense scenes. And we're going it, to, it's just a different way of doing superhero stuff. And Marvel figured it out. And uh, it's because of John Favreau and he's awesome. He's just amazing. Everything he does is pretty decent. Uh, Taken, we already kind of talked about, I'm in on revenge flicks. Awesome. Dodgeball. Eh. Get out. <laughs> Get out. I've seen it. I don't, I mean, it didn't really stand out for me. I remember thinking it was pretty funny. It's Ben Stiller, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ben Stiller, Vince Vaughn. I, I love, Jake, I did like you say guys. something about Ben Stiller getting funnier the crazier he acts? The, there's a, and there's like a chart. If you, you can find it on Reddit, I'm sure, but there's like a scale. Like, that's amazing. The weirder he is in his movies, the funnier he is, the better the movie is. So, and so you have that's probably like Along Came Polly, which is a good movie. Along Came Polly yeah. is a good movie, but Ben Stiller is kind of just like a shy, nerdy guy. But then you have like Dodgeball or Zoolander, and he's just outrageously hysterical. And so. Right. Anyway, well, this, you know, the, the Friends reunion special was on HBO this this past oh, week. Oh, my God. I knew this was going to come up. Did you? Did you We're know it was going to come up? draft because Friends is not on it. <laughs> <laughs> so they talked about the episode where Ben Stiller was on and how he was acting. And he just, he, they kept doing the scenes. And each time he kept being crazier than the scene before. And they couldn't stop laughing. So it's just kind of that Ben Stiller, when he does crazy... He he hits a he hits which a makes tone. sense because his dad Jerry Stiller when mm. he did his guest run on Seinfeld was That's hysterical true. and Jerry Stiller was just full you know pedal to the metal I'm just going to be as outrageous as I can with this character as uh, George Costanza's dad and it was <coughs> he's one of the funniest parts of the show That's so true. It, it I mean clearly the apple doesn't fall far because Ben Stiller's hysterical. I, will, I I feel like I want to see Dodgeball again now, though, because I do remember thinking it was funny, but it, it's not a memorable movie for me. Um, Black Talk Down, I love. I was pretty obsessed with it for, like, uh, a little while. I think Eric and I both were. Um, Eric still is. <laughs> it's, like, maybe the closest thing to, like, a Save a Private Ryan feel on this in this draft, um, which... You know, it's an accomplishment to do stuff super realistically and not have it be like goofy in some way. You know, you take yourself so seriously. That's not always easy to pull off. Um, District 9, cool movie. 
like really interesting, a unique take on the future, right? Mm-hmm. And that's I another Peter like Jackson kind of, pick for Jack. Oh, there you right. go. Yeah. That is Peter yeah. Jackson. Yeah, I like that movie better than Lord of the Rings. I said it. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, interesting though, I never thought about this, but it, he, it sort of was doing the dystopian future thing before that became huge. Right? Like, there's a lot of dystopian future movies now. And I feel yeah. like it was yeah. kind of an outlier. At the time. But a lot of them are young adult based. Well, there was that Elysian movie young... that came out okay. around then. So. Mm, okay. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Ridley's Crusades. Crusades. Yeah, Crusades. I didn't see it. I, I really liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I thought it was a good movie. I don't know if it was one of the top dramas or actions. I don't know where he put this. But it, was, it, it is a very good movie. So nice. Um, long though. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it. Coach Carter didn't see it. It's Sam Jackson as a basketball coach. Really? Hmm. I recommend it. It's good. Very good. Appropriate for kids? No. Because I'll watch it with my daughter. Oh, oh my. Eh, you'll be fine. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll check it out. Unbreakable. That is the sequel to. Is that a Shyamalan movie? Yeah, it's it's Unbreakable, and then I think it was Split. Mr. Glass it was all part oh. of the series, but yeah, that was the first one. I don't know that I saw this movie. I'm not sure. I can't remember if I saw it, but it's been getting a lot of love recently in friends that I have on like Facebook who talk about movies and stuff all the time. It's like. Unbreakable is really good, and I forgot about that movie. So, again, Jake, you're inspiring me to rewatch movies that I don't remember very well. That's what I'm here to do. Uh, Love Actually. I, I think, like, I actually like romantic comedies when they're done well. And I remember liking this movie. Like, I remember feeling good after watching this movie. So, it's like Hugh Grant, maybe, is in that movie? Yeah. yeah. Star studded cast. Liam Neeson on Revenge Tour. Uh, <laughs> Colin Firth, <laughs> Andrew Lincoln of Walking Dead fame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember feeling good after that movie. Memento, another Nolan film. Mm-hmm. Badass. It's that's a, his first. It's a, yeah. It's definitely the first one that he got famous with. Yeah. Also the movie, like, trippy movie. Definitely establishes, like, his, his shtick. Um, yeah, and Borat is hilarious. I can't believe Cameron chose Borat. I remember seeing that movie and being like uncomfortable watching it in the theater. Just that's what he said too. For like, him. Yeah. <laughs> for what's his name? But I mean, like, it's a unique movie. Anyway, it's a good list. So, of the six, I'm gonna ask you who who do you think had the best list? Ooh, Cameron, Jeff, Randy, Jake, Eric, or Jack? No pressure. No pressure. But a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm leaning in a certain direction, but let me look over it. 
I think probably the list that is the most similar to what mine would be. Ooh. Is is Jeff or Randy's? Get out. So Jeff, three times we didn't invite you on <laughs> to vote for Jeff and Randy. I didn't. I'm I'm trying to be as objective as possible. No, that's fine. Um, like Jeff's, I would take off Avatar, and Snatch is okay. And I didn't really like Friday Night Lights movie, but the rest of them are like pretty solid. And then Randy's, I would probably take off Napoleon Dynamite. And the rest of them I, I like pretty well. But there's it sounds you like know, you're leaning more towards Randy then. Yeah, I might. I might be. We can cut but this like, part out so we none of these that. lists would be my list. But I think he's the most similar. Yeah. I mean, right. Well, if I good. had my list as I as I wanted it, like I'd have yeah. Gladiator and Dark Knight. You know? Yeah. I'd have Anchorman. I'd have um uh what what's another one that's out there probably probably right. i agree I, I would have my list would have talladega nights yeah. i would have probably have the dark knight as mine i'd probably also have i'd probably keep pirates of the caribbean i really like that movie but right some um, of it's just where you drafted yeah yeah i mean within that time i had a chance to pick three action movies were off the list like that's just the way it the, it's just the way it rolled. So yeah, um, I will say, like, if there are movies on that are not on this list at all from this era, um, couple of Cameron Crowe films, who I really loved for a second, um, Then All Sky. Unpopular opinion. It's maybe. a good one. A lot of people didn't like it. Nick, you and, and I loved that movie, dude. That movie is really the reason that I went to film school. Almost famous, and almost famous was going to be my other one, which is probably like a technically better film. Like it's a really, really good movie. That would have been a great teen or coming of age pick, yeah, right? That would have been mine. Yeah. That because that movie is, I just love that movie. It's great. That's a good pick. Those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head that I would include. All right. All right. Well. There you have it. That's all we got. That's a good summary, though. I like it. I like your take on these movies. It uh, gives a good perspective that from someone that's not invested in in how it all shook out. That's what we want you to be. It, yeah, it was fun. Well, thanks for movie. having me on after the fact. I, I, yeah. know I was supposed yeah. to be there a couple of days ago, but I appreciate you doing it. It's, it's right. fun. It what good. you should do, Eric, is you should cut in people's takes and then just cut to me. And my reaction. <laughs> well, that that sounds like. Can we, just get, can we get some? Can we get some stills of Nick's face? Or just like, hmm. like, uh, uh, like. I'm just trying to I mean, make more work for Eric. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to do oh. more editing. Just putting Nick in and and bleeping more Jack out. Yeah. Oh, every time Jack swears, have a picture of Nick's face going like that. <laughs> It's a little loop. A little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of no. So. All right, guys. This All right. Fun. 
All right. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. And uh, thank you, everybody, thank you. for watching. We'll see you all next week. Later.